Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is DJ Vlad, and I want you to check out the Vlad TV podcast launching on June 17th. Since 2008, Vlad TV has been the leader in hard-hitting, no-holds-barred interviews with the world's biggest rappers, singers, Hollywood stars, professional athletes, and former big-time criminals. And now you can catch all of our full-length interviews available as audio podcasts. So listen to the Vlad TV podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's cup of couples Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I am Naomi. Slay queen. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm Andy. And this is Couples Therapy. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics do sets together about their relationship. Yes. And uh, if you didn't know this, Naomi and I are also a couple. That's true. But honestly, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Okay? Because that's been established. We would not be together if not for this unbreakable bond of love. There was a, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Lyft put out this ad for uh, Valentine's Day that had a uh, very attractive black woman with a very nerdy white dude. And I'm like, that doesn't seem realistic. (laughs) (laughs) And then you looked at your life. And then I looked at the mirror and I was like, "Mm, maybe. (laughs) You guys, uh, today... This episode is dropping today, February 26th, which also happens to be the birthday of one Mr. Andrew Beckerman. All right? Mm. Today is Andy's birthday. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Andy don't like birthdays, which is why it's like I'm the kind of person who's like, let's celebrate our birthday for an entire week, an entire month, tell everyone you've ever met, let the love rain down. And Andy's basically not having it. So More? Well, okay. (laughs) Look, let me clear something up for you because i think you're living under a misconception wow take the veil from my eyes bitch (laughs) we're gonna tear through the veil of maya today with this (laughs) uh yeah naomi first of all you do i would say more of the year is about celebrating your birthday than (laughs) is not more of the year yes 
That is not accurate. 350 maybe days. No, are... I just want you to celebrate me getting out of bed. It don't have to be my birthday. It's just the sheer fact that I got up, and especially if I showered, let's applaud. It is Well, here's the thing. Well, Naomi, you did. You said, I want to talk about your birthday on this episode, and I wrote the note, Andy is dying. Oh. <laughs> to, uh, to, that's what, we, uh, so like, okay, it's not that I, I, I like birthdays because I like attention because <laughs> I, I, I really, I crave it. I'm empty inside and I need, I need it to come from outside. I need people to, to fet me, feed me, F-E-T-E. How do you pronounce that? Anyway, it doesn't fat. matter. Yeah. I, I, I do like that part of birthdays. It's the uh, aging, the aging part <laughs> of birthdays, the reminder of your mortality. There was a, a good two weeks. This is before, I think this is why we definitely need a dog. Because we're not having kids, so I need something to concentrate on. When we had Crunchy in our lives, I was not thinking about this. But the two weeks prior to that, maybe even a month prior to that, I would wake up at three in the morning every night, and the first thought that would flood into my mind was like, "You're mortal. You better enjoy this, buddy. God, you got a limited time, pal. Your mortality, like it's so. It's I get it fully." And yet it also feels very foreign to me, the the um, the preoccupation with mortality. Because for me, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to live that long anyway. You know what I mean? Like, especially like the body's going to deteriorate naturally. So it's like once stuff goes, like I always say, it's like if I can't pee, if I like can't wipe my own ass anymore, I'm like, I'm out. You know what I mean? And so the idea of like wanting to live forever, I mean, I guess I would live forever or want to be around forever if I was in good health and looked the way I did when I was 26 when I thought I was fat but really wasn't. Like, if I could do that forever, sure. But knowing that the body's going to go and, you know what I mean? I'm like, Well, that's okay. the thing. Look, I'm so far everything's like kind of a little tight, a little, yeah, you yeah. know, I still have my hair. You're keeping it right and tight. You know, I I, I can play myself at, I can, I can play characters that are like five or six years younger than me. <laughs> You know, and as long as that stuff's still humming along, okay. <laughs> I don't have aches. I don't wake up like, ugh, my spine. I literally do. I literally have aches and had a colonoscopy you last year. You had aches coming out of the womb. Thank you. Your mom put you in a bassinet and- And, and I was like, not too hard. <laughs> Lay me down gently. Please, put, I just want some warm, warm water and lemon in this bottle. Because <laughs> somebody warmed this breast milk. <laughs> I was very delicate. Put on a couple episodes of WKRP in Cincinnati and we'll be fine. <laughs> I want to watch Rhoda. <laughs> Put on my stories when I was literally an infant. So, um, yeah. Right. So the the markers of age, as long as they don't uh, wear their way into my face, as long as you don't look at my face and okay. I, I look like a statue from Egypt. <laughs> From third century Egypt, then I'm fine. Then I'll then, okay, but there's still like the you know so far my midlife crisis has been limited to just listening to indie rock albums okay. from my twenties. Okay, because see, yeah, I don't notice it then. Okay, that's an yeah. internal crisis because that's music sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, Steve Malkmus's first album, <laughs> Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, um, broadcast, pulling them back into the rotation. What else? Oh, you know what? Little Brian Eno, little Neil Young. And it's not indie rock, but the precursors of indie rock. Okay. So it's that. But then I also, it, there's this added thought. There's like also like kind of the image of a Grim Reaper just like hanging out <laughs> back Jesus. there in the back of my head. And then there's this thought like, how many more times are you going to get to listen to this song? Oh my God, Andrew, you have to get free of this. You cannot be preoccupied with such a thing that you cannot change. But that's the thing. This is why I think people have kids, which is that like, when Crunchy was in our lives, we had a. Fo- if you haven't listened to other episodes, we had a foster dog for a couple of weeks. I saw the the thought went totally out of my head, and since then the thought's been out of my head. Well, see, that's funny. I think a dog is different than a kid because to me, nothing reminds me of mortality more than a kid. Because it's like when we visit our friends who have kids, you know, you see them like once a year or whatever, and you see how big the kid has gotten. You're like, oh, time is ticking very quickly. When you see like the aging of a child, I'm like that for me. I'm like can't have it. But like where it is now, where we're just like childless and the cats will always want the same food. I'm like this is just a moment in time. But I think time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking. You're gonna wither away. Oh my God, guys, we honestly want you to feel good about yourselves when you listen to couples therapy. So we just wanted to say, you know what, though? It is your birthday. And but I will say one of the good things is, you know what? A little present came early for you this go round. 
This is my heart just like is overflowing. You know, one of the we have very nice listeners. I will say overwhelmingly that uh, the people that write us on Twitter and Instagram or and or send uh, notes on Gmail or whatever, uh, you guys are so kind and it really does make my heart overflow with joy. And um, we had a listener. Actually, the, the wonderful Meg K in Portland. We don't know if she wants to. I don't want to we, put your government name out there, girl, <laughs> in case you're on the low. So Meg K, you know, she's listened to the podcast a lot. And uh, she sent us two very lovely gifts uh, based on some things we talked about. A potato ricer. I, I love mashed potatoes. I don't know how to make them. Well, I don't make, make them th- good. Yes. You don't know how to make them well. You don't know how to hook it up. But in your daily life, you know, it's a lot of work. And then she sent us a potato ricer. She says, this has made my best mashed potatoes using this device. And I am just, uh, I, I'm speechless, honestly. Like, I, I don't know. know how to, I'm so bad with, like, expressing my emotions <laughs> that I don't know. Um, but also, Naomi, we have. Yes, the other part of her gift, you know, because, again, uh, if you have listened to this podcast, you know that for quite a long time we had very noisy, noisy neighbors. Uh, Meg hooked us up with 14 pair of extreme protection earplugs, okay? We ain't playing. She want me to make sure I never hear another riff of Day Tripper again. And I'm going to tell you this, Meg, even though our neighbors have moved, we do live on the ground floor, and our landlord loves turning on machinery at all hours of the day. And these earplugs will get a lot of good use. So thank you so much, girl. And honestly, I'm just going to pretend like this is a birthday present for Andy to help (laughs) make him feel better. I think it's a good it's a birthday present for me in the sense that, like, it will help you sleep. And I'm worried about the fact (laughs) that you don't sleep enough. Well, you don't want waking up at 3 a.m. to contemplate mortality. So honestly, between the two of us, we get about six hours. I put an episode of Friends on and I fall back to sleep. It's just (laughs) that five minutes of terror. (laughs) Just just five minutes of terror. Oh, shake it off. You guys, you know what's not terror? You know what's amazing, fun, and cool, and great? I, I am so excited about these sets from, uh, this is the uh, other two sets from our February show. Now, if you uh, remember from last episode, uh, the February show, it was in the middle of this giant downpour, and yes. half of the lineup canceled that morning because of sickness or injury. Yes, and one of them had the flu. It was crazy, and we were we were so lucky. Again, I can't express emotions, but these are <laughs> uh, we had good friends of ours that were in town or that just moved here. Yes, and uh, they, they were so up. nice. They stepped up. Okay, you got New York Comics going to these spots in a polar vortex, so you know when they get to LA, they're gonna come out in the rain. And we were so lucky to bring you this. Literally, by the way, the downpour, the the it's dripping on the stage. It's dripping on the soundboard. The sound guy comes over to me in the middle of the <laughs> show and whispers to me, uh, we might have to call the show because I don't want to get electrocuted. That's how much the rain was coming in at the Virgil. We were risking our lives, not us, the sound guy. Lives were being risked to bring you this dope comedy, okay? So get ready to laugh, okay? Because we are giving our lives for it. This first set is from Clark Jones and Kenny DeForest. Love. Comedians and besties and the former hosts of comedy at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. You've seen Kenny on HBO's Crashing and Late Night with Seth Meyers. You've seen Clark on Comedy Central, Stars. And you can get his latest stand-up album, first of all, now on iTunes. Woo! Roll it. Oh, oh my God. Hello. Oh, man. Give it up for the second interracial couple of the night. Yeah. How about that? Oh, my God. You never the... know what it's going to come packaged in. <laughs> oh, Brother drinking man. coffee, no laptop, whatever. <laughs> it's weird to see somebody with coffee and no screenplay. I know. It's different. <laughs> How you guys doing? Surviving the rain? Good for you. You guys went yeah. out. I had to park 500 miles from the venue <laughs> because it's raining park- and no one will leave. So there's no <laughs> no parking spots are opening up because everyone's cowering inside like it's a tornado. And now I'm sopping wet in front of a room full of strain. And my pants... You know, they started too tight for my comfort as it was and now they're wet and I'm a little self-conscious is all yeah. I'm saying. 
you, your pants are somehow grayer than when you bought them. That's different. Speaking of gray pants, what the hell's going on? I don't over know. Here? I'm uh, like, yo, bro. You look, you look bruh. like, you look like a member of the Jamaican bobsled team is trying to get listen, an office job. Is listen. what you look like. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm a black CEO in his first day, right? I'm just trying to look cool for all the rest of the startup staff. <laughs> like, look, guys, no, I'm not problematic. This wasn't a diversity hire. I earned it. You look like you play 2K on Twitch for money. Yeah. <laughs> I run the whole thing. We'll talk about that publicly. Sips How coffee. was it being a roadie for an uh, undiscovered SoundCloud band? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to put this hat on. Y'all going to make it. Man, every time I hear a tasty guitar lick, my beard grows an inch. <laughs> The rule of the roadie road. <laughs> you, you look like the last white person who'll defend R. Kelly. Like you look like, <laughs> like, but he made some good records. He's on SoundCloud too, you know. I uh, see you have your Black History Month glasses on. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Y'all gonna learn today. Y'all gonna learn who Harriet Tubman is—the real story. Speak, speaking of uh, speaking of Black History Month. That wasn't on purpose. He just saw me and thought Black History Month. By the way, it this wasn't. is, a, this is a, a show about relationships. We've, we hosted a comedy show together for four years. We just handed it off. And I live here now, and Clark is visiting. And uh, so this is what we do. That was a little sample of, yeah. what, of why we got invited to do this show. Yeah, we make fun of each other a lot. And as, a white, as a white person, I felt it necessary to interrupt you as you were about to talk about Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did y'all did y'all catch how I, I very clearly I was about to that, talk? I noticed that. I noticed that. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. Every time I'm about to bring, it's like those alerts on Instagram. Like you was just talking about Black History Month. How about this Dr. King hair relaxer? It was like, where did that come from? How did Siri? Are you you Siri snitching? Siri be talking. Siri be talking that shit, man. I think my pants are nice. I do. It's different. Black dudes, we. Oh, you want to say? You want to? You want to interrupt now? Well, I was deciding if I want to go back. I wanted to ask you to do uh, a commercial for Dr. King hair relaxer, but <laughs> the, the moment had kind of passed. No, it didn't. It's never too late for Dr. King. It's never. <laughs> Except, well, I shouldn't say that joke. <laughs> April fifth, nineteen sixty-eight is too late for Dr. King. Listen. <laughs> Ooh. I love Dr. King. I went to the I went to, I went to a black college, and at black colleges, like if you have a problem, they don't fix it. They just tell you who used to go there, right? <laughs> so I was often reminded of how Dr. King went to the same college as me, and they would try to tell me that so I would live up to it. But I think I'm slightly better than Dr. King. Let me oh. explain why on this very black ass Black History Month. Listen. In college, Dr. King was a C student, okay? In college, I was a C student. <laughs> Dr. King cheated on his wife, Coretta Scott King, many times. I've never cheated on Coretta Scott King, never. <laughs> never even thought about it. <laughs> and finally, 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 as great as Dr. King was, we all know who Dr. King is, as it's like, I know the rain is coming off my hat. But look, he had great timing. He came along at the right time. Like, I'm glad that the, the civil rights movement existed because I don't know what other job Dr. King could have had with that voice. <laughs> Dr. King couldn't sell sandwiches. <laughs> I have number 76. <laughs> A rice sandwich. <laughs> um, I have a cream pastry. <laughs> With the side of marmalade, the side of marmalade. I'm like, man, if y'all don't get this Scooby-Doo villain up out of here. The first time he was doing that impression, we were watching the movie Selma together. And he was, <laughs> this is facts. He was doing it, and it was making me laugh. And I was like, man, you have to stop making me laugh. The optics on this are bad. I can't just be a white dude watching Selma like, ha, 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 ha. Watch this. Stop. Watch this. Is it? Oh, it's coming out of the ceiling. I thought it was my hat. I thought I had like a prop hat on by accident. I wanted to tell you, but you had momentum. You it know what like, I mean? 
this is like that. This is like that scene in I uh, remember the Titans, where it's like, no, nah, we we standing together. I'm with Harris now. And they're like, yeah, no, this is my brother, man. He the quarterback. I was in paid in full. This is crazy. Did y'all see Remember the Titans? It was a great movie. It was a great. This is what we base our friendship on. It's true. When that quarterback and Wood Harris start, you know, working together and running comedy shows. It yeah. was great. When times get tough, I just go left side. <laughs> and then I start singing Motown classics. And we just <laughs> left the good job in the city. Mm-hmm. Working for the man every night. No- Black Lives Matter! And then I just break into it. <laughs> right in the middle of the... Uh, oh, what happened at the Black Lives Matter uh, march? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the worst example of Clark making me laugh at inappropriate times. We were at a Black Lives Matter protest, and everyone's going, Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter. And then, like, everyone started to get a little off rhythm, and Clark just goes, white people on the downbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I was orchestrating. (laughs) Ain't no revolution without rhythm. (laughs) It's impossible. If we can't get on the same step, we definitely can't get on the same page. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was very important to me, because it was throwing me off. I forgot why I was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, just put a fist in the air and just march, don't sing. Because people was coming up with, like, they were, you know, chant's supposed to be, like, at least just seven words, easily remember, and people were, like, making up their little remixes. Everybody was like, you know, no justice, no peace, no crooked-ass police. And then people was doing, like, no justice, no peace. Also, I'm like, no, 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 no cliff notes. No, no, none of that shit. <laughs> Clark knows I have uh, white guilt like I'm supposed to. It's why we're friends. And, yeah. Um, oh, and I play on it. Yeah, he I likes, love it. He likes to. He likes to. Met. One time he was like, uh, I was getting worked on on my laptop. <laughs> I was like working on stuff, and he walked in. We used to live together, and he walked in the living room and goes, "Hey man, let me get that laptop." This is fact. And I was like, uh, "No, I'm, I'm working on some something, man. You can't have my laptop." And he goes, uh, "Oh yeah, well I need to watch Twelve Years a Slave." <laughs> This is true. I did. I needed just, to watch it. He, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Was I using your laptop? That's my fault. I think this is actually yours. It had his name etched into it. You know? <laughs> like rich white dudes have all this shit etched into it. And I, I was illegally watching 12 Years a Slave <laughs> on Kenny's computer. And I ain't give a fuck either. Every, he watched it in my bed, too, which felt like a power move. It really did. But he knew there was nothing I could do, you know? He just went in my room, and I was like, yeah, sure, man. I hope uh, yeah. enjoy, enjoy yourself in there. And every 10 minutes, he'd pop out, and he'd just look at me and just be like. But, but then Kenny would be like, are you almost done? And then I would shut the door like the end of The Godfather. Like, no, this, you can't have your laptop back, man. This is, this is, this is, this is mine now. <laughs> but we've been friends for almost 10 years now. And we we discovered like I wish we had like recorded all of the racial justice problems we've solved. That's true. Over two K. Oh my God. We would Okay, so before we started going to therapy, <laughs> we would just we would just play each other in video games and whoever won was released of all their anger. And whoever lost absorbed all of the anger yeah you would lose and then what would happen is you would yell at your friend about the video game but it was really about your mom <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was mostly about the rent prices in new york man it was yeah like, Ugh. anybody play who play any video gamers anybody anybody play games ah yeah. uh, i just wonder where the black dudes at yup right here <laughs> was that a white dude i can't tell we all together we're the same we got we got racially, racially profiled out of our first New York apartment together. We want to tell a, them that story. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. Oh, we got okay. <laughs> so we uh, got our apartment before we moved there. We did all the thing. We had the grand tours, grand tours. Yeah. We had all the shit that words we don't use all the time. We had that. We had co-signers. Boom. We, we go to the proof. place. The dude is like. Um, He's just like not letting us move in like we thought we were gonna do. We're in the U-Haul. We drove. We ready to move in. Everything's been signed, and uh, they wouldn't rent it to us. Kenny walked in first, and he was like, "All right, cool." Then I walked in, and our other two black roommates 
and all of a sudden there was a problem. True story. True story. He goes, hold on, I'll be right back. I need to talk to my associate. For, for two Which hours. No one on the up and up refers to their coworkers as associates. <laughs> that's a person that's always on some slimy, shady shit. He fucking, he didn't rent it to us. And he was like, yeah, you guys, you're coming in with your hats. That's not a good look. Your, the only hats, your hats and your sneakers. Your hats the only person who had on hat and sneakers was Kenny. Let's just, let's just. Me and me and the two other black dudes who were moving, we had on full suits and, and these pants, ready to just legally move into an apartment. And uh, he, was, he was not having it. So we were homeless in New York the first night. And we stayed in this like abandoned, what looked like a murder scene. Yeah. And they gave us some little rollout couches. And uh, found a place the next day, lived there five years, and here we are. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Still you guys friends. Have been dope. Yep. Thank y'all so that's that's been our time, man. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Guys. I've been Clark Jones. I've been Kenny DeForest. Keep it going for Naomi and Andy, everybody. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, you guys. Uh, oh, God, I love it. <laughs> Andy and I love Clark and Kenny. We love that friendship. We love that quickness. Um, They've been on the show in New York, but, you know, before we started doing this as a podcast, yeah. this is a show in New York for, like, a couple years. Back to 2014, I think. Sure. It all co- it all blurs for me. Kenny was on with Sashir. They're dating. And yes. I forget who Clark was on with, but, like, ever since then, I'm like, they're, they're also nice dudes. <laughs> it's always nice when a male comedian's cool. You know what I mean? Because you can't expect it. You can't expect them to just be like cool and like friendly and warm. But do you know what else I like about them? They roast each other and it's friendly roasting. It's a friendly roasting. Well, it's interesting because you and I, you know, we want to talk a little bit about roasting, uh, the art of roasting, but also how common roasting is. And like, how do you, I mean, you grew up, you're a roaster. You're a roasted peanut. I was you? forced to. <laughs> I'm a little sensitive man. You oh, are a God. you're a you're a delicate lace boy. A <laughs> uh, human doily, as I've said before. Yes. And uh, but my friends uh, growing up, you know, that's kind of how we we're from Pennsylvania. We're all repressed because of the <laughs> the Germanness that's in the air. Oh, but such good apple pie. Yes. Continue. Love, look, love the pretzels. Hate the emotional repression. <laughs> that's on a sign when you come into Pennsylvania. Yeah. Love the pretzels. Hate the emotional repression, but it's in the air. So the only way you can you can uh, express your friendship is to roast each other. Yeah, to make fun of each other, and that it was like con- it was a constant churn. Imagine the sea. Imagine the sea. <laughs> okay, roiling. hold on, hold on. Let me imagine the sea. Okay, a roiling sea. What are you, Scott Ackerman? <laughs> okay, the sea like Aquaman. Go on. The sea is deep and turbulent. Right. And that was what our friendships were. <laughs> Deep and turbulent. Well, like, but it's so funny you say that, though, because, but it it's obviously it was part of the friendship. That was the rules you were all playing by. Uh, but it actually hurt you, even though you know the intention was never to hurt. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, teenage boys are mean and scary. I mean. Yeah, but we were, like, funny and scary and mean. The funny part is the stuff that like mitigate. That's the point of roasting. Like you can be as mean as you want, but like I hadn't learned as you know, it was all like life or death. It was all like it just triggered my fight or flight response. I do have a real problem with <laughs> roasting because in my brain, I go it, right for the jugular. Like <laughs> someone wants to like like make a joke about you know me, which is like harmless, right? And my brain's first instinct is to, is to like eviscerate. Them. Yes, <laughs> is to like look at them, figure out whatever their their fatal flaw is. <laughs> And then just fucking tear into them like I'm a werewolf. But, like, just your bite. friends didn't do that to each other. Yeah, but it felt like it. I re- Look, Naomi, when I was a kid, I would cry at the fucking drop of a hat. Drop. Yeah. A literal drop. A, a taking of a hat. Yes. I used to have. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but I used to have this, like, uh, newsy cap with a Union Jack on it. 
I, did, I have talked about it. So you Anna, guys get it. It was a hard time for you. You've heard that one. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, yes. So, uh, and a bully once took it from me, cried. I cried at a lot of stuff. Right, right. And uh, I had to toughen up. I, again, this wasn't like a conscious thing. Right, right, Like I right. wasn't like my brain, I didn't like look in the mirror and yell like, toughen up, <laughs> pussy. Gross. I don't like using that word, no, but like I it seems like what a dude would say. What you were, well, what a dude who needs, who's telling themselves <laughs> to toughen up would say. But then, but it's funny though, because like for me, like to me, I love roasting. For me, it's the ultimate sign of closeness. Yes. Well, the you ability, and I roast each the, other. The ability to tease somebody, you know, and not in a like, it's like a we both know you do this thing or we both know you act this way. It's like creating this little private like moment. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Of awareness and also what it is to know someone well enough to know the fatal flaws you say or like the little things like I truly love I truly like love a good roast and to me I'm like like whenever anyone's roasting like we also had a wonderful roasty set with Danielle Perez and Madison Shepard a few episodes back where I was like that's real friendship yeah. that's real friendship when you could like literally drag someone and it's hilarious and it's all love that's what real closeness is yeah well I love it when you roast me Right, Do that you? makes yeah, it makes me laugh. Okay, good. Sometimes because that feels it's, it's close, but and I like I do like when people roast me, but there's also this like again this knee jerk reaction. <laughs> I've I'm an analytic guy. I've cataloged all of your flaws. Whoa, and, <laughs> whoa, and whoa, the, whoa, and the, for a for a brief nanosecond, my, <laughs> my brain goes destroy her. <laughs> Destroy her. Well, that's the thing, though, because I feel like there are times I roast you, and then Andy's response, he'll, like, give a little side eye and go, mm, because basically he doesn't like that I know him that well. Like, that's what's bothering you. You're like, I don't want you seeing any of this. And it's like, what you else you think I'm going to do after nine years? You think I don't know every little look, every facial expression? Because there's, here's the thing, there's a line, like, I remember we were at the Americana, which is a, like an open air mall here in Los Angeles, and we ran into our friend Marcella, Marsara Aguayo, uh, who will probably be on the show in the future. Oh yeah, very, very funny comic, has a new album out called Woke Bully, you know I'm always <laughs> she, gonna plug a homegirl. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a really nice person, but she is a woke she's bully. A, she's, she, yes, that, she's that a roaster. That describes her, she's a roaster, I remember we ran into her eating... Uh, we were at an open air restaurant, yeah, we a, as you would be. And Naomi, I think you were saying something about how you wanted to lose weight, right. and then you like almost immediately kind of dropped your fork. And Marcel said something like, "What couldn't pick it up with your fat fingers or something?" <laughs> and I forget what it was, but you and I started laughing like the hardest laugh we had that day. And I don't even know her that well, but that <laughs> shit was so well timed and so accurate. I was like, "Yes, I needed that. We all needed that." The world needed that moment. But to me, that's a, such a fine line. Of and I don't have, I don't think I have the instinct to know what that line is between that and something that would like just like, dis- like rip into someone's stomach <laughs> and ruin a friendship. Right, 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 right. I mean, but also, right. She, I think, 
because I don't think I know her that well, but I know what I'm going to get from her. So if I get a roast, it doesn't feel like it's personal. It's kind of like the way she is. You know what I mean? Which like I think is really fun. So like I wasn't offended. But at the same time, I was like, I am fat. <laughs> but it was also just such a good joke that I was fine with it. I think there's a fine line. If you're going to roast, the joke's got to be worth it. It's got to be worth the sting. You know? And the, like not everyone can do that. Because sometimes it's not a joke. It's literally just commenting, you're eating too much. That's like my mom's type of roast. You yeah, know what I mean? that's not Where a roast. Like, that that's... wasn't a roast. That was just a, you know, pointing out. That's just a cataloging of, <laughs> of, of faults, flaws. Of flaws and mistakes. What's and... the thing you do in AA where you, like, go through your faults or oh, something? Oh, an inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little inventory. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a fine line between roasting and, and taking and a, an inventory. <laughs> like a roast and a fourth step. What are we doing here? What are we doing? And that fourth step needs to be about you, not the other person. Um, you guys, uh, we are going to take a quick break and then we are going to come back with a little something fun and funky fresh. I'm Jensen Karp and I'm a comedy writer and diehard sports fan. And I'm terribly missing the athletes and sports I love. So I'm checking in on them with a podcast called The No Sports Report with Jensen Karp. Your favorite athletes, commentators, and legends from the sports world are revealing what they're doing now that the sport they love is suddenly gone and they're stuck on their couch just like the rest of us. Are they staying in shape? Are their kids heckling them as they attempt to homeschool? Did they almost burn down the house trying to make bread? Are they sleeping in their jerseys at night like I do? Oh, just me? Okay. Listen to the No Sports Report now and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, we're back and ready to attack with laughs. Or in my case, cataloging all the all your faults <laughs> until your guts spill out. You know, <laughs> like casual fun time and just throwing it them at you like daggers. Uh, we want to bring you uh, another set. This is a little different. Now, uh, like I said earlier in the show, half the lineup dropped out, and we were incredibly lucky. One of our friends, and I will say after the set, good friends <laughs> was in town. And uh, we wrote him immediately. We're like, if you're free tonight, we'd love you to be on the show. And we're doing something. You know, we did this a couple episodes ago when uh, with Mateo Lane, with Mateo Lane, his partner dropped out at the last minute. So we were like, well, why don't we see if we can, you know, we're friends already with you. Why don't we see if we can be better friends with you? And there's nothing like the pressure of a live audience to really hold your feet to the fire. Yeah. You know, get you honest, get you answering some of these questions. Yeah. So, uh. Do you want to? Uh, there's a little bit of a setup, but you, if you want to introduce who our guest is, then I'll say something. Well, yes, you guys, this next set, if you'll call it, is between me and Andy and Matt Rogers, Woo! an actor, comedian, and one half of the brilliant podcast Las Culturistas. He's been a Comedy Central comic to watch, just relapsed, new face. Uh, and we definitely start off this set by asking him if we could be a thruple. Yeah. Well, that's the only setup that I was going to say. So enjoy it. Roll it. Back. Are you collaborate on that mic? Yes, it's my lovers do. I love that. I want you to know, I tried to have a threesome last night and it didn't work. So, <laughs> go on. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, as you know, um. So the reason why th- this weather fucking sucks. I don't come here for this. I come yes. here to feel insecure in West Hollywood, <laughs> which I achieved last night on my third day here in LA. <laughs> Um, I was talking to a gentleman. I am gay. Are you guys, a lot of you, straight? That's fine. That's fine. I just want to say a lot of my best friends are straight, and I have a dad that's straight. Um, for now. He's very into what I do in, like, a supportive way. It's kind of gay. Um, but, so, I was talking to a gentleman for about three hours. What? That's a whole damn night. At a nightclub. Oh. And um, I thought this was going a certain direction, and then another gentleman came over, sat next to us, and started making out with him in front of me. <gasps> At which point, there was a break in the action, and he kissed me on my mouth. What? And then I said, well, okay. And then... <laughs> They went back into it, and I thought, okay, we're just kind of a tennis situation. <laughs> At which point, the gentleman I had been talking to said these words to me. Well, Matt, it's been real. What? It's been real. Okay? 
So if this doesn't end in us all fucking. <laughs> wow. These, so the, y'all straight people can't like reject me tonight. It's happening already in my own community. So please be kind. Have you had a threesome before? Never. Have you? No. Look at okay. me. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, uh, well, look, look I, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show. I'm a, I'm a squeamish boy. The fact that I just said boy. I'm a... <laughs> you're right. I, I'm, I'm rearing up on middle age. It doesn't have to... What do you mean you're squeamish? It doesn't have to be gross. No, he is prude, and there are times where he will say some shit that will make my clitoris shrivel. I see. And then I'm like, you better coke this bitch out. Yeah. You better coax me out, bitch. You better put together some Ikea and win me back. <laughs> you know? So are you... But are you... Who's more interested in the three-way? I love how I'm interviewing you. <laughs> no. Well, we got there. I mean, I uh, am too insecure I to take two lovers. Yeah, right. I can't, honey. I need one giving me constant positive feedback. I see, yeah. I don't like to compete. I don't like to compete. I. It seems like an awkward thing it, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, it, when you watch it on TV... Uh, on all the TV programs. On all the television programs in which yeah. we see threesomes. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, NYPD Blue or whatever. Of course. <laughs> uh, you know, it, everyone knows what, what goes in where and when. Yeah. And in reality, it just seems like there would be like a lot of like weird awkwardness that I don't... You're right. With that... two people, it's always very clear what goes in where and when. <laughs> With three people, that could be going there, could be going over here, this could be going up there, down there, over there, over there. So it could be Dr. Seuss. Too ma- <laughs> There's already too many possibilities when it's two people. Oh, baby. How many possibilities with one person? A ton. Two? That's two tons. Yeah, now, you're right. three, it's, it's the It's a metric ton. Are <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so obviously, Matt, you went out last night. Oh. You were open to letting love in. I was and open. You were up now. So does this mean like, are you, are you trying to meet people in general? Is it just more like, oh, I'm on vacation, so I'm gonna go out? Or are you in, a, are you in a space right now where you're feeling like, let's get out there? It's funny. I told my representatives I was here to do pilot season. I'm here to be a whore. <laughs> Um, just so it's clear, I'm here to be a complete whore, and that could start tonight. I am a sure thing. So I just want to let everyone know that. Although I am, unfortunately, waiting for the results of an STI test, because a lover of mine last week texted me to say he has chlamydia, baby. So maybe not tonight. Let's wait 48 hours. No, get it in before before you get the results. Yeah. Before I have to feel bad about telling people? Yeah, you're right. You are a terrible influence. Andy, I can't believe you would say such a thing. <laughs> I'm like the devil on your shoulder. Telling you, are. you to do, tell, Telling you to have unprotected sex. Well, you know, it actually doesn't need to be unprotected in order to spread STIs. <laughs> I'm happy you all came to my seminar on STI prevention. And how things can spread. I'm Sandy Kenyon. <laughs> and this is how you get the clap. Um, sorry. Oh my god, like do you think if someone gives you the clap like ooh, we should if someone gives you the clap twice, it's a clap back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you know, like, I have a friend. That's if someone gives you the clap and you give it back to them. It's a clap back. It's a clap back. It's a Gwen Stefani holla clap back girl. Yes. Um that's what that song was about. Um we have a, we we share a friend and I wouldn't dare say his name on the mic, um, but he got throat gonorrhea from the same person three times. Oh fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. I don't know what that saying is, but keep fooling me forever. Keep fooling me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Holy! Sh- I'll oh, tell you after. Chlamydiot. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Very. Someone fuck this couple. <laughs> They got jokes. Please don't. You know, (laughs) Andy knows I'm a very lazy lover. And I could never take a third. Imagine, (laughs) because it's literal multitasking, which is what I hate the most. But anyway, okay. So, you know, obviously we're up here. We're trying to create this like platonic slash possibly sexual thruple situation. And I'm really hard right now so far. (laughs) So like, I just want to say it's going really well. Wow. You are giving me a double denim moment. 
Two different denims, two different denims. He's wearing two different denims, two different denims. He's wearing two different denims, two different denims. He's wearing two different denims, two different denims. That's off the dome, people. It's fucking flying out of me tonight. Wow, 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 wow. I can tell you about STIs and fucking sing you a dumb fucking song. Somebody fuck me. Not right now. 48 hours, okay? Get his number, put it in your Google Cal. 48 hours from now, fuck it. I did take a preventative Z pack. <laughs> I have never seen somebody say Z pack with such confidence. Z pack. <laughs> I'll take any money. Like if they if Z pack wants me to be their sponsor, I would do it. I feel like this is almost now that we I, we were trying to see if we could be better friends, but now mm-hmm. I feel like we are trying to like match you up with some of the audience. Yeah, I feel like this is taking a turn. Right. Well, listen. Let's get. Let's talk about us. Let's do it. Well, we. I mean, we're friends. This is. I mean, this is a, the bit of the lie to this. Is we're already friends. We're already we're friend friends. Acquaintances, yeah, right? uh, friend acquaintances. Friend acquaintance, Andrew. In your case, it's crazy that you even throw the acquaintance thing in. I would have just said we were friends, but it's your fucking show, right? Um, <laughs> If okay. I texted you, yeah. would you be like, why is Andy texting me? No, I'd be like, oh. That is the, <laughs> that is the sound of, why is Andy texting no! me? No! I'd, like, I'd be like, oh my God. Like, it'd be like a Jennifer Aniston thing. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, great. <laughs> sure. Except, except I realized, though, I was like, maybe we're friend acquaintances because, you know, when we were like, <laughs> we want to get, get Matt for the show. And then I was like, and Andy was like, text him. And I was like, of course. <gasps> Yaks of corks. Yaks of corks. I don't have your number. Fuck. You got my number. Oh shit. And it was one of the moments where I was like, did he purposely keep his number from me? Wait, like, what? I, I went on a journey. Can I went I s- on an emotional journey no. where I questioned the last eight months. Okay, first of all, it's ridiculous. How quickly did I re- did I respond to that email? Record time. Sexually quickly. Sexually quickly. So quickly, I was like, he can get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, a quick response? A quick response is an aphrodisiac to me. (laughs) If you respond to my text within minutes, I am like the fire festival gay. I am ready to suck dick. (laughs) (laughs) Z-Pack. Z-Pack Shakur. I pushed it. You know what? I knew in my I knew the first time you said it, it in my head and I you said Z Pack and I in my head I go, Z Pack Shakur. My boner's gone. Tra- look, my brain said, Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Don't. No one's gonna like it. Yeah. And no one on stage is gonna like it. <laughs> and then the second time you said it, my brain was like, All right, now's the time. <laughs> I'm happy it was said. I w- this is something I want to know because I think this is the you and Bowen you create culture. It's something that oh. I am jealous of. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Naomi and I actually do say yeks of corks. Yeks of corks is a stupid thing I say on my <laughs> podcast Las Culturistas instead of yes of course. It is dumb, <laughs> and it's really dumb that I make people think it's a catchphrase. <laughs> And I put it on a television shirt, a television shirt, a t-shirt. I'm so hungover. Uh, I put it on a t-shirt and sell it on a website. And people buy it. But I, I've always wanted to make, cul- I'm, I'm, as you all have seen, I'm a little too weird for cool culture. I can't say, I can't come up with something cool like Yex of Corks. Okay. Well, I don't think that's true. You said Z-Pak Shakur. And there are definitely some people out there who are going to think that that's cool. I don't know about how cool those people are. But somebody would buy that on a shirt. They what? might be 14 and live in, like, Long Island. Which I'm allowed to say because I'm That's from where there. you're from. But I can definitely see that in, like, a Hot Topic. Oh, oh, babe, you're trying to make some Hot Topic merch. That is culture for so many. Oh, it's culture for a lot of people. Oh, my God, very yeah. much so. But could, do you think we could make culture, all three of us could make culture Yeah, absolutely. Together? I think we're currently doing it. I think actually culture is happening right now. Current events are happening as we speak. <laughs> and I think that like right now culture is being created in the room. Like, this is crazy. I want to talk about, okay, no. We have to share a microphone so it is creating awkward pauses, but it's not because there isn't trust here. Yeah. Okay, listen. 
Okay. This is there's a full ass puddle on. There's the, on a the full bucket. puddle. You do have to watch yourself. All right. Chrissy. Okay. Yeah. This is. But you know what we're doing? Yeah. We're being professional. Absolutely. The show must go on. What are you kidding? All day, every day. <laughs> Yo. Just like our apartment leaks. Anyway. So, <laughs> like, here's a question I've been I've been feeling out lately. Like, do you feel like, do you make new friends? You know, you're out there, obviously, you do the podcast, you're also just a man about town, you know what I mean? You're getting triple kissed, you know? <laughs> and the question is, like, do you feel like you make new friends now? I feel like you hit over the age of 30, mm. I have not like, made a new friend, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I... <laughs> exactly, no friends! None of us are here to make friends. We're be great in a reality show. I have to tell you, I think that I make friends. I think I made friends today with a straight person, actually, which was thrilling. Wow. Just to get a taste of their culture. So, like, basically, I, I encountered a straight person today, and it was a new person, and they were talking about how they had met someone on Hinge, the dating website Hinge, or the dating app Hinge. Um, and they were like, they just sent me a sexy text. What do I say back? And I said, no, don't say something sexy back. Say, like, a funny thing back. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, you should say a joke because make it like, your speech should be a little bit more hard to get. So she said something like, he said he just got out of the shower and she said something basic like, wow, what a lucky shower to see you naked. <laughs> and then he was, he said, she's like, I'm just, I'm just um, at home in bed. I bet your bed is comfy. Like so Ooh, thirstily girl. trying to get <laughs> yeah. him to say something shitty. So I like sexy and like shitty back and basic. So I said, no, don't play this game. Be better than this. I said, I said, Google mattress on street. And he did. And I said, I said, just send back. This is my bed, period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I, I do that. I, I like that. I think that's really good. I think that's really funny, actually. Wait, I like Matt. I like Matt, actually. Like, before he, like, did it. I actually like Matt. Like, whenever someone actually likes you, I'm, I'm so hard. Um, but, so, he did that, and she responded with the, when you push down on the picture and do the ha-ha text. Great, that. Um, so he, he got that response back and she said, oh my God, you're so funny. And then I said, now say something sexy. And Ooh. I said, now, now, I said, now go in your room and take a picture of your bed. And he's got like a sex bed with like a circular mirror above the bed. So I said, now go take a picture of your bed and say, brought it inside and dressed it up for you when you come over. I said, say that. It's not great, but it's something. I mean, I'm working with straight people. So, like, he did, and, sh and she responded by... Uh, she didn't text back, but she probably was busy coming at home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was shuddering with cum, like... Ah! The Never transition from humor into sex was just, like, too much for her. <laughs> I want to throw out to the audience. Do you think, by by a round of applause, do you think the three of us could be friends? Like, good friends. Deep friends. Okay. Are you guys going to ask me a, a question about my crushes? You said offstage that you would well, ask I me. Well, I did want to know, like, if you had any crushes at the moment and what mm. was going on in that area. Are you doing anything to pursue, or are they just passive? Can I tell you who I just had a moment with? Yes. The iconic actor Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I was at the Sundance Film Festival oh doing interviews for the for the website Vulture. I've heard of it. And <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is in a film at Sundance. He is an actor. <laughs> and he's performing in a film called The Mountain, which is about a doctor in the late 1950s who was still performing lobotomies after the medical community said, don't do that shit. So this is Goldblum in a good-ass movie with a crazy... He's very good in it. So he comes into the studio, and the man would fuck a chair if it looked good enough. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and he's tall, and it still is... He still slaps, oh as they God, say. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, bitch. It is <laughs> overwhelming. 
And you know when you meet him that it was his idea in Jurassic Park to have his chest exposed. You know it was his idea. So he comes in, sees me. I just see in his eyes he's taken an interest. And I'm like, okay. And I know when I've been rejected and I know when I've been accepted. And I, and I was being accepted in this moment. So he wanted to know my whole deal. And then in the middle of my interview with him, he stopped me mid-question and goes, you look like a handsome version of Zachary Quinto. <laughs> or a young Peter Gallagher. And I told him, I, what I, I said, you are floating my boat right now. But I wanted to say, I will fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so my crush is Jeff Goldblum. The actor. Yes, I can relate to this content, everyone. Hold Our on to your butts, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Our new friend, Matt Roger. <laughs> love you all. I really love you all. I love Matt Rogers, okay? I am very excited. He is going to be in Los Angeles for a little while. I will make it my mission to spend time with him all the time. Yeah, I don't want this. Look, when we say we want to be friends with someone, we don't say that lightly. All right. We don't oh, just, they know. We just don't invite schmucks on this show and <laughs> this, then lie to you. Oh, can you imagine an actual dinner for schmucks? It sounds terrible. Well, I just like, look, we ha we do one episode a week. We're not going to just invite people we hate on the show. <laughs> Even if it was more episodes. Nobody Why would we, we hate. We put a lot of work into making this. Why would we invite people we didn't like? No, I understand the common sense. But you know, some people, but it, like, there's just like fake show busy bullshit where like, eh, this guy's my friend. Everyone's my friend. Ah, <laughs> I don't have any enemies. I'm a sociopath. Like, yep. there's that kind of thing that's around. So like, when you, sometimes like in, I when someone's like, oh, my very good friend, this, I'm like, you're a liar. They're not your very good friend. In fact, I've heard you drag that person. You dislike them. And now you're just like, for the cameras or for the microphones, you are putting on a face. And, and I calling bullshit. Andy's calling bullshit, you guys. So. I'm dialing on my cell phone right now, calling bullshit. <laughs> bullshit never picks up, FYI. <laughs> uh, you guys, I hope you have enjoyed this. tagline for something. That's got to be a movie. Like, whatever. Bullshit never picks up. Thank you. Well, just take your stuff to the next extra like I love him. Y'all, did y'all like this episode? I hope so. We had fun. We getting into it. You guys, before we go, we do want to let you know about all the other stuff you can do to get down with couples therapy. Yeah. If you live here in Los Angeles, our next live show is at The Virgil on March 2nd at 8 p.m. We got Johnny Pemberton, Brooke Van Poppelen, Mary Mack, a lot of other great people. Go to CouplesTherapyPod.com to get tickets. Also, we're on social media. So if you go to Twitter, it's at Blacktress and at Andy Beckerman. And the show is at Naomi and Andy. On Instagram, it's at CouplesTherapyPod. And... We just started a Patreon. Yes, you guys. For less than the cost of mozzarella sticks, <laughs> you can get two extra episodes of Couples Therapy every single month. Yeah, this isn't bullshit. We wouldn't just try to get your money out of your wallets. We are giving you something fun. Two Hashtag extra episodes. content. It will be fun. It will be funky fresh. It will mostly be me and Andy. Okay? You're going to be getting inside this love affair, going deep, doing segments, having fun. So. Go to Patreon. Find out some information. Go to our website. <laughs> there should be a link on CouplesTherapyPod.com. Also, we have a call-in line. All right. You can find the number on Twitter, but it's also 323-524-7839. Uh, call, leave a voicemail, ask advice, and we will answer it on a future episode. Is that it? Yeah. And as always, rate, review, subscribe, baby. Bye. Gil the Familia, if you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. I'm 
Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. <laughs> and we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 